Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Breaking Bad recap episode. We are into episode 11 of season 5, The Home Stretch. This episode is called Confessions. It first aired on the 25th of August, 2013, written by Jennifer Hutchinson, directed by Michael Slovis. And uh, we are we are getting pointy. We are getting ended. We've got six of these bad boys to come. Uh, and you think shit was getting deep? Well, shit's getting deeper because this is Breaking Bad and you know it's only going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. My name is Ben Waterworth. I live at one Oz Network Lane Oz Network view, and this is my confession. My name's Nick, and uh, I didn't figure you for a big moose lover. Oh well, you got me wrong, Nick. <laughs> I happen to love moose. <laughs> Meese is that the is that the plural of moose? Yeah, I'm not sure. Me, me, me. moose eye. I don't know. Moose eye. I've seen a moose in person, like a wild moose. They're bloody massive. You wouldn't yeah. want to cross one of them. No, they're no. scary. They're very, like the, very. They're scary. like they're like the huel of the animal world. They they really are. It was it was in it was in, it was in downtown Anchorage. This isn't like well a suburb. I should say walking down the streets of the city, but like <laughs> a suburb near downtown Anchorage. And it was just all of a sudden the bus driver was like, "Look, everyone, a moose!" And you're like, "Holy fuck!" Like, like a kangaroo can jump through my yard. I don't want one of them. I won't have a yard left. Um, <laughs> we're not here to talk about moose. That's next week on Oz Network presents our love of animals in North America. Our Patreon special. Uh, confessions, Nick, this is a, an interesting episode. Uh, i got to say, I was definitely swinging one way for my rating of this, but then it picks up very much at the end. Um, but also there is another, there's two scenes in this I'll say that I, I marked as nominees potentially for top five. Again, don't think they'll make it at the end, but, um, it's an interesting one because it's, it's quite slow, but when it hits the ground running, it really hits the ground running. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting that, you know, I think um, I've talked a lot about setup, setup, and, you know, like now we should be into payoff with only kind of seven episodes to go, including this one, um, or six, including this one, sorry, um, that, you know, we should be getting into some payoff, and, and we will get there, but I still I still always enjoy the setup. Um, I, I think it's really good. I mean, it's interesting to note that this is the this is the episode that Aaron Paul won his Emmy for. Um, so, you know, whatever you think of it, you know, like the acting here was obviously you know, good enough for, for him to get that award. So I think that's an interesting point. I, I was going to say Aaron Paul is amazing in this episode. Um, And what really pushed it over the line for me when it came to my rating was him at the very end of this episode. Absolutely. Um, And there's next week as well. Uh, there's like a scene, which I always thought was same in this episode, but it's not, it's in next week's episode that he's also incredible in, but um. 
Yeah, like, I, I like setup. I, I feel like I always say about slow episodes and maybe I don't like setup. I do. And there's been a lot of episodes recently where I've said, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a slow episode of that. But there was just something about this episode where I was just kind of like, okay, all right. Um, because I think maybe that we've had some really pretty epic episodes recently and we're only, what, two weeks away uh, from pretty much absolute peak Breaking Bad, maybe peak television of the 2010s. Like, it's kind of – it's. It's about to come, but um, yeah, I think that um, this episode definitely works a lot better when you know what's to come. Like, as in, I I can't imagine, like, if we were rating this having watched this live, I don't know if, I reckon our opinions would be slightly different, don't you? Yes and no. I think kind of like if you're in the moment kind of watching this, I think you're so excited because we get into the end of this that you might have just been like, oh, my God, this is an amazing episode anyway. So I I think probably... You know, I think I, I think you 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 might not like it, but you might like it even more because you're getting caught up in the moment. So yeah, I think probably once you know where everything's going and 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 where this fits on the jigsaw, it probably is more enjoyable. I think we are going to start this episode with Todd and the Nazis. Uh, sounds like a band name, really, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, really we're bad. Todd and the Nazis, <laughs> and basically we're at a diner, Route sixty six. Uh, Todd's calling up Walt, uh, saying that things didn't work out with him and Declan. It's a bit of an understatement. Um, and he's just, uh, I guess, giving an update to his uncle about the time he robbed a train, um, which is kind of cool. We get a really creepy moment with this waitress. Um, is it just me? Is that really creepy? Like, I don't, I don't, is it meant to be creepy? It's kind of like this young waitress comes up to the table and pours a coffee and they're just like checking her out. But like, it's kind of weird i don't know um and then goes to the bathroom and kind of because of course nazis have to be even more evil with the fact that oh you can't smoke on a plane and oh we're gonna take this country back like you know trump supporters essentially (laughs) um and there's blood on uh the shoe of todd's uncle What, what is his name why do i just keep calling him todd's uncle uncle jack uncle jack uncle jack thank you yeah um so he's got blood flushes down the toilet and uh, we see them driving the big tank of methylamine back into New Mexico to some very obnoxious country music, um, which <laughs> I, I often talk about the songs on this show and uh, on my playlist. I'm probably still listening to Bonfire a couple of weeks later, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm listening to Where Are We Here. Um, God, there's a lot of songs happening in the in the beginning here. Um, in is it is it gonna romp and stomp by Slim Roads? Is that the one I'm looking at here? The right one? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Slim Roads. I'm sure you're a very talented musician, but uh, gonna romp and stomp not gonna be on the Ben Mortalworth playlist anytime. Are you are you a country fan, Nick? Can you can you tolerate this? I I do like a bit of country, but probably this isn't my style. I I wouldn't say. Um, yeah. So I I, I think this is kind of like your classic kind of setup scene, and I, I think probably the most interesting part about this is that you know, in the retelling of the story about the train robbery, we we don't get the um, you know, the full story about um what happened to Drew. You know, like that's mm. the bit that he decides to leave out. Um, and and yeah, we obviously see them with the you know they've got the methylamine behind them as well, so they're you know kind of taking that back with them. So um yeah just a couple of bits of kind of plot you know interesting kind of plot stuff i suppose um yeah which is is going to drive us forward in the next couple of episodes quick trivia question for you nick where is the country music capital of new zealand 
Isn't it like Gore or somewhere like it that? It is Gore. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Your favorite place. Yeah, because <laughs> don't they do like a, an annual kind of country music festival or something down there? They, they do. I remember having to cover it one year. It was, <laughs> you know, it Awful. happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come to Gore for country music. Uh, I mean, phew, sure. What do you uh, stay sure. for? Gore. Like that. That should be their town slogan. Sure. Gore. <laughs> <laughs> like just. Why not? Um, hello to all our listeners in Gore. Both of you must be proud. Um, meanwhile, we're going to pick up with Jesse getting interrogated. I love this editing. It's kind of we yeah. saw Hank sort of coming in last week with the, our two favourite cops, but it's kind of just this point of view almost from Jesse where he's just so oblivious to everything. You've just got this speed up, like zoom, 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 zoom. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, Hank comes in. And Hank admits to Jesse that he knows who Heisenberg is um, and basically saying that you should um, help uh, help put him down. I do kind of like Jesse here, which is basically like, oh, what are you going to do? Beat it out of me, essentially. Um, and then Sol comes in and um, basically saves the day. So, uh, kind of, uh, so a bit of soul coming up. Is this, is he's got the yellow shirt in this scene? Is it? Um, I think it is. I like this yellow shirt number that he's got in this episode. Uh, no, he's got the green one here. The yellow one comes later. He's still wearing the ribbon though. Uh, which I, I, I feel like probably wears a ribbon. Actually, I, as much as we bag that out, I still kind of like the fact that what we're four seasons later, five, three seasons later, and he's still wearing the ribbon. Like, I think it's like, it's almost it's almost like a kind of um, a callback to you know the the real fans who are here in season two, like just a reminder hmm. that we haven't forgotten about you. But at the same time, it's kind of like what this is still only six months removed, five how many months removed from the plane crash? So yeah, I mean, well that's true. Yeah, it still would be something that people would be doing. So I kind yeah. of think it kind of it's it's a nice little sort of moment there. Really, I love Sol here going off at him basically about. Um, doing the money, uh, kind of like what were you doing? Um, Sol, meanwhile, uh, calls Walt, tells him, and uh, we've got Walter Jr. coming home and then leaving. He's going to go see Marie, but uh, Walt's going to stop. I-, I love how Walt handles this because, like, I always just think this scene is like Walt just basically like, don't go to Marie, you can't go to Marie, but just like calmly, he's just basically like, oh, by the way, my cancer's back or there's a little shadow, so uh, nothing to worry about. Oh, you should go to Marie's. And then I just kind of like RJ Mitty here, kind of nice acting from him, just basically like, no, Dad, like I'm going to stay here with you. I'm just, I'm not going to go there. So Walt's manipulation working again, um, and I might just cap it here with um, Hank coming home to Marie and basically tells Marie that, hey, no, uh, I haven't uh, told them yet. I can't quite tell them. Actually, I'll cap it at the opening of the. I guess may as well just add the point here where you see the beginning of Walt filming his confession. So, um, which is a great, uh, which is a great grabber in real time, isn't it? Of like, oh, oh my God, God, yeah. what's, what's going to happen here? I, I, I yeah. love the scenes of kind of Walt using kind of um, Skylar's makeup, like the foundation to try and cover up his, um, you know, like his wounds and stuff. I think that that's quite funny. Um, yeah, We've I think all been is, there. Yeah, of course we have. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, and yeah, like a total grabber of like, oh my God, like what is happening here that he's actually going to, is he going to confess to this? And, and, you know, I think again, in real time, this is really exciting to watch because it's like, shit, what's going to happen? And of course, seeing that the episode title is 
confessions you know mm. like you're thinking okay well this is this is it like we're actually going to get it um and i love that it's kind of like a little bit of a callback to you know that that first season as well in that very first episode where he's kind of doing the you know that the, the not it's not a confession of guilt to, to camera you know so I, I do like the kind of callbacks we get in here i think they're a lot of fun that's a good point. I didn't think about that one. I'm actually just looking at a – I've paused the video here of Walt sitting on the coffee table talking to Walt Jr. And I'm looking at the lamp that is um, next to the couch, as you would. And there's a very weird artistic design on the lamp. It's kind of like – I don't know if it's an armadillo or something like that. It's some sort of like black shape with a weird head with leaves on its head on sort of like a brownie terracotta color lamp base. Um, I mean, again, I don't know if there's any podcasts out there that point out the uh, the homeware styles of the Breaking Bad universe, but this is one fugly lamp. I just want to say that. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the armadillo, isn't that the official state animal of Texas? So it's not even in the right state. Yeah. Well, look at you knowing your official state animals, smarty pants. Um, there, there's some homework for you, Nick, right now while I go on the next thing. What's the, the state animal of New Mexico? Okay, we'll, we'll Google um, that in the background. Is it an alien, Roswell, New Mexico? Like, uh, <laughs> got to be that way. There's another show we can cover about New Mexico, Nick. We can go back and cover Roswell. We're just going to do like every um, every New Mexico show. Like, um, you know, what is it? You know, um, are there any others or is it just those two? Is Big Love from that Bill no, Paxton show? No, that's Utah, I think. Is isn't it that? Utah? I thought that was in. I thought that was in Albuquerque. Why do I always think that's in Albuquerque? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, is it only Roswell and, um, and Breaking Bad potentially? So yeah, you're right. It is Salt Lake. Of course. Why wouldn't it be in Salt Lake? Um, so, so great city though. Well, well, it appears that the state, well, it's the state mammal. I don't know if it's the same as a state animal. Like if there's a well, different there's a bird. They have so, a oh, right. Okay. Bird, well, the state, yeah. the state mammal is American black bear. I love that oh. New York, New York state mammal is the beaver. <laughs> course it is um yeah yeah wow black bear new mexico that's interesting mm. so if but I, I love how they have to say mammal so that mean is there a state reptile is there a state fish is there, there probably there probably is like it's got to be very uh technical with those things there basically but um uh i yeah, love this cause, oh because of course new, new mexico state bird makes total sense is the, the-, the roadrunner the road. Oh, meet me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. I'd love to see a real road runner. Like that'd be kind of cool. Let's forget quite, that's actually yeah. a real bird. Yeah, they're quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this next scene. I've, I've marked this down as a potential top five. So we've got uh, Hank and Marie joining Walt and Skylar for a lovely dinner at like a Mexican restaurant, mm. uh, featuring our favourite server. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is a legitimate American server. These They are like that. Like, you sit down, you're just like, oh, I just want to have dinner. Hey, I'm Brad. I'm your server tonight. Here's some menus. Can I start you off with some guac? Like, that's literally what they are like. And that's why they get their tips, because that is how they are bred to be in the US and Canada. You get that in Canada too. So... Uh, I'm just pointing it out there. If you're American, you're listening. This is just nothing new to you. But as an Australian and a New Zealand hosting this, this is legitimately what it is like going to an American restaurant. <laughs> um, so I, and this guy, he looked like, does he say his name's Brad? He looks like he should be a Brad, just the way he's kind of using his hands and he's like, I'll yeah. get you some water. Kind of does yeah. like the guns up, basically. Um, but it's just, I love this scene. It's it's just so tense and like it's it's kind of just the way that of course they've got them basically in a public place 
Um, you, you know, and Hank and Marie here are basically like, you've got to admit to you doing what you're doing. And Walt's like, stop doing the investigation. It's going to kill our family. Uh, and then through all of this and the tension and everything that's going on, uh, I love Marie just basically going like, oh, was the was the affair real? Was that a lie? What was this? What was real? What was that? And Marie just out of nowhere, you should kill yourself, Walt. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah, kill yourself. Um, and then Hank's like, oh, no, he shouldn't get away with it that easy. Uh, then Skylar and Walt leave and then leaves a DVD behind. Um, special features, Walt's confession, um, <laughs> featuring director's commentary. Um, and this is, I've, I've included this sort of with the top five because this is, I remember watching this for the first time going, holy fuck, like Jesus Christ, like this is pretty brutal. Because um, as you say, like, I guess you're watching this for the first time thinking like, oh, well, it's going to confess. Like, this is kind of him ready to go and maybe he's going to go out with a bang or something along those lines. But no, he's basically doing a complete different confession. So in this video that Hank and Marie are watching, Walt says that Hank is Heisenberg and essentially made Walt being his chemist based on his experience. I love the fact that he's like, oh, it took me long on a ride along to show how much money can make. Um, that Hank was working with Fring, uh, that he got injured because Gus put out a hit on Hank, that uh, his uh, drug money basically was used to cover his medical bills, that uh, Hank is threatening his family, that Hank worked with Hector to kill Gus. Like, basically everything that's happened in all of the five seasons of Breaking Bad, he pins on uh, Hank, which I've got to say, is the evil that is is pretty darn smart. <laughs> I'm like, because it's... Kind of believable. You're kind of like, yeah, he could probably get away with telling that story, I think, actually. Kind of works. Um, and then I just kind of love here how Walt's basically like, oh, I've tried, thought about wanting to kill myself and, you know, I only did this because of my cancer diagnosis. And then Marie essentially is like, you know, they're never going to get away with this. But then, of course, uh, the big reveal about the fact that the drug money was used to pay the medical bills and Hank doesn't know this. So mm -hmm. Hank goes off at Marie and he's like, what the fuck? Like, you've basically sealed my career as being over now, woman. Like, what have you done? Um, pretty epic. Like... I mean, I can I can see why Walt is beloved as a character because even though he's an absolute sadistic prick um, at this point in the show, like this is this is genius. I'm calling this. This is very very smart from Walt here. So uh, I may have been maybe more critical of Walt than most Breaking Bad prob fans probably are, but this is brilliant. I love Walt for this. This is so smart. Well, yeah, and I mean, just just using his smarts. I mean, that's where he's kind of got an advantage over Hank, is that he is just a really really smart guy and and uses it to his advantage in really evil ways as the show goes on. But yeah, I mean, I love the scene and, I, and I've talked a little bit about the kind of talking bad episodes that they've had, the kind of after show that, 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 that they've been doing for these last eight episodes and um, the one they had for the previous episode that, you know, the kind of stinger that they get Vince Gilligan to do about, you know, what's the preview for next week? And he just kind of gives us really kind of um, like cryptic kind of, you could never tell anything from it. And his thing for this one was, um, you know, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to be enjoying the side guac or whatever, you know, like it was all <laughs> about this and uh, I thought it was really good, but yeah, I like the kind of the scene, the table scenes like incredibly tense and, and, you know, like everybody's doing such a good job in terms of, you know, delivering these lines. Um, I like that we've kind of now moving into the space of like Skylar being dressed in similar kind of shades 
to Walt, you know, and you know, that she is kind of washed out and she's become Mrs. Heisenberg. You know, she, this is kind of like it's a bit of a visual cue that she's made a decision on what she's going to do, like what her path is going to be here. So, um, yeah, I really like that. I like the kind of, you know, just the kind of bluntness of Marie to kind of just say, well, just kill yourself. You know, I think that's really, really effective. Um so yeah, no, I I really enjoy that. I and and of course, you know, being a being a Breaking Bad, it's you know there is an opportunity to kind of just you know, puncture this tension a little bit with you know like our server Brad or whatever he's called, you know, coming <laughs> in and you know just as they're kind of like staring each other down, like can I get you drinks and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's really good. Um, and and I think um one of the things that I got from one of the behind the scenes docs is that um that. Um, Dean Norris and um, Betsy Brandt decided to watch this Confessions DVD the first time to camera so that they oh, could wow. get their kind of like really genuine reaction without knowing what it was going to say, which I thought, I don't know if they're the shots that end up getting used on the actual episode, but it's pretty cool that they decided to do that. I think that that, you know, just, just kind of quite a, quite a cool way of kind of playing that out. So yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, it, it, it's a really great little, you know, kind of trick here by Walt to kind of, um, you know, to kind of back, um, hank into a corner and i really really enjoy that thing about the the medical bills because you know that just puts puts hank in such a difficult position um and you know like he's he's going to have to play three-dimensional chess with this guy like he you know it's not going to be as easy as he wants it to be over the next few episodes um which you know kind of makes the tension real which, which is really really exciting um i'm, I'm going to mention this now and i don't i don't know when when else i might get an opportunity to do it so this is my um nick nick being a creep moment um but um I, i've just got to say like i'm having a bit of a she's all that moment with with betsy brandt in these last eight episodes like i don't know oh. i don't know what it is but i think she's looking really really good here and i don't know if it's that you know like what it is but i think you know she she's looking good i'm just gonna say it okay um wasn't expecting that, but sure. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying, you know, probably not really my cup of tea overall, but hey, sure. Um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm just wondering if, like, you know, maybe she's a bit more of a power player now, so you're just noticing her a bit more. I don't know. You, you, you're into the powerful women, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple, just on the top while we're here talking about this scene, Couple of fun things here, Nick. So this is uh, filmed at a restaurant called, and I'm going to butcher this. Sorry, my Spanish isn't brilliant. Gardunos, Gardunos, uh, basically a real, actual chain in Albuquerque. Um, you can go to gardunosrestaurants.com, uh, where their tagline is "Best Mexican Food in Albuquerque since 1969," um, and this was filmed at a real one. So uh, cool. there you go. Um, and it's a taqueria, uh, I, I don't know, taqueria, I don't even know how you say that. Uh, I will correct myself, and apologies to all the Brads listening, although it is a douchey name, let's be honest. Uh, this guy's actually called Trent, not Brad, same name. Um, long-term listeners of the show would know of my, um, certain comments about a friend I had in high school called Trent, we won't bring him back into it. Uh, played by Guy Wilson. The esteemed Guy Wilson, who I'm seeing here was best known as playing Will Horton in Days of Our Lives. So, um, just uh, just putting it out there. It looks like he should be in Days of Our Lives, let's be honest. Uh, surely he's been in one of the Law and Orders. They always have been. Or he's been in an NCIS. So, that probably counts as something, doesn't it? Um, sorry, Nick's too distracted by, um, by uh, Betsy Brandt here. Um, so, yeah, I, I look, I... Got to be honest, I've never really looked at Betsy Brandt that way before, Nick. So maybe I need to. I'll, um, I'll I'll just I'll start the fan club myself if I need to. 
Maybe. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure she's got a. She's got to have a fan club out there, the Betsy Brandt fan club. Surely you can be the the patron saint of um, <laughs> the Betsy Brandt <laughs> fan club moving forward potentially. Um, I just love this guy Trent. Why doesn't he have a page on Breaking Bad Wiki? Like, come on! Like you've got like desk clerk and whoever worked at Benicky Fabrications woman. I guess she had some, you know, two scenes, didn't she? But I want Trent. Where's my page for Trent? He um <laughs> he he would have been good as like two. I see to the manager at Los Polos Hermanos who has yeah. like two or three scenes. <laughs> I just like it. Just legitimately, as soon as I see this, it just takes me back to going out for dinner in America. Like it just it's so true. Like it's just perfect casting. This guy Trent. I, I, I want Trent. I want more Trent. Bring back Trent on Better Call Saul. They better go to one of these Gardunas restaurants and there's Trent. It's all he's done in his entire life is work there. Um, we're in the desert uh, with a horse with no name. No? We haven't had that song in a while. Um, <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a season two or season three callback, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this is where Sol's wearing his lovely yellow shirt. I love this yellow shirt with his brown. Why do I like Sol's fashion so much? I'm scared for my taste of fashion, Nick. Um, but we're out in the desert. We're watching a tarantula crawling, which I don't like and cool. Um, and basically Walt and Jesse have a meeting, um, and that, um, they inform Walt, uh, Walt and Jesse talk about the fact that they're, that Hank knows and what are they going to do about this? And Walt essentially says like, you should, uh, you know, Saul knows a guy, you can, disappear and go and have a better life. You're young. You might be able to start a family and all this kind of stuff, which, you know, nice little moment. But then I just, Aaron Paul, this is kind of where Aaron Paul really clicks into gear, isn't it? Because I just love sort of Jesse here all of a sudden just going like, stop working me, you know, like I, you're working me right now. Uh, you know, tell me that you need this for you rather than just asking a favor. Otherwise you're going to kill me like you did with Mike. Um, I'm not doing what you say. And I just, I just like, it kind of, you're going to get a lot of that in the next couple of weeks, aren't you? Kind of just people just not buying into Walt's bullshit anymore. Um, and I think even as an audience, we're pretty good now at reading Walt lying. Cause I mean, we know he's lying. Um, but it's still kind of, um, yeah, like kind of cool the way he does that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I, I love this moment here where Jesse's just basically like going off and just like, you know, you don't care about me. It's all about you. And then, I just, I just really love this moment where Walt just walks up to him and hugs him. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay. Um, but, like, it just it's effective. And is this the last time they ever hug? Not that they've really been massive huggers before, but, I mean, is this the first time they've hugged? Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's a really effective moment, isn't it? Just kind of seeing them just have a hug. It's kind of out of nowhere, but it kind of works. Well, I think Walt's definitely kind of, um, you know, comforted Jesse before. I think kind of like the, you know, the crack house at the end of season two, or, you know. So there's definitely been moments like that, whether it's a kind of like full-on hug like this, I don't know. But um, I, I'm assuming that the, the tarantula is meant to be a bit of a callback to the whole Drew Sharp thing, right? Like that's the reason you kind of got the tarantula there. But um, yeah, I think but, uh, just going back again to the, the um, kind of documentaries, another good thing that because we often don't, you know, finding the right place to kind of talk about cast 
uh, sorry, crew, not cast, and and you know the people behind the scenes to do the stuff, and they kind of had a little bit talking about the um, the location scout, um, and they found this like amazing kind of desert location, to, you know, and like we've got to find a reason to use this, and and so this is the scene they decided to use it for, and just that big sand dune, you know, it's it's a really kind of effective kind of visual scene that sand dune. I think it's it's really really cool, and so you know they they kind of do such a good job of making this kind of desolate sand desert type environment look really really cool you know they always seem to do a really good job with that um and yeah i think kind of this is great i think just kind of calling walt out and you know it's almost one of those moments where you just you wish walt would just be honest in this moment and say yeah i do do need you gone like for your protection and mine you know like everybody wins if you go jesse and including me you know like it it is that moment where walt does need to be honest and you know and there have been and there will be moments where walt does drop the lies and he is honest um and this was probably a moment to do that you know to just actually to, to be completely honest with Jesse about why he needs this to happen. But that also, you know, doesn't mean that Jesse's not going to benefit because the best thing Jesse can do now is, is disappear. Has Aaron Paul aged significantly all of a sudden too? Like this is just something that I've noticed a lot in this season that I feel Aaron Paul looks a lot older all of a sudden. I don't know if that's just me. It's really interesting. Cause I've just been kind of, you know, and kind of, prepping forward I suppose and watching a little bit of El Camino um, in the last day or so and um, you know like just seeing the characters I mean Jesse Plemons obviously and that but um, you know our, our characters who play um, Skinny Pete and Badger too have aged quite obviously in that show and that episode you know TV movie whatever it is um, you know that is is filmed obviously a few years down the road and I just thought to myself today of like man Aaron Paul doesn't really age so it's interesting you make that point I think probably it's more a case of we've probably seen the bags under the eyes and things like that and whether that's been a deliberate makeup choice to do that but yeah i think there definitely is that look of kind of just he's exhausted by all of this now isn't he yeah i think it's maybe just it's probably the, the dishevelment i mean it's he doesn't look ancient or anything but i don't know there's just something about this episode where like he maybe looks more like like i see him more now as an adult than as a kid yeah then if you know what i mean so yeah um, yeah got a couple of little scenes uh sort of before we get to the real stuff at the end um, so just a scene at the car wash and sort of Walt, I guess, just confirming to Skylar that no, it will work. Don't worry about it. And then, um, Gomi's questioning, uh, Hank about why they've been tailing Jesse and to, um, to stop, uh, using their, their guys essentially. So just kind of two little scenes there. Um, and then, Jesse is going to leave. Jesse is going to get to uh, the the Hooverer guy. The I need this for my vacuum cleaner. Um, so uh, Jesse and uh, they're talking about like, oh, you can go to um, Florida. You can go hang out with the Swedish bikini team. Sounds like a good team I want to hang out with. Um, work on your tan, all that kind of stuff. Um, gets given his Hello Kitty phone. That's that reference from a couple of weeks ago that you mentioned. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and he just decides to light up some weed in the office, which, I mean, again, it's seemingly an unassuming scene. Like, you know, just okay, he just wants to light up a joint. Nothing will come from that, surely. No, not at all. Uh, I love it when he's, like, leaving and, like, Hilda's a, excuse me. Uh, like, obviously, uh, this is him lifting the weed from his pocket, uh, which is going to come into play. So Jesse's waiting, uh, waiting for the disappearer to come and pick him up, essentially. And uh, he's trying to find his weed and realise that it's been lifted from his pocket. And this is when it clicks into gear. He then realises what has happened in the past, essentially, that the ricin cigarette was lifted from his pocket uh, to 
essentially poison Brock. So he, he finally clicks. It all comes into play. He doesn't get into the car and uh, instead goes to Soul. And poor old Soul gets belted to beaten cum right here. Um, I, I, I got to say, like, as amazing as Aaron Paul is here, Bob Odenkirk's pretty amazing here too. Like, I kind of love this sort of real weaselly kind of like cowardly soul, right? Like, it just, it works. It kind of, it fits into it, which again, it's interesting watching Better Call Soul because you really wouldn't expect this of soul in Better Call Soul, but I guess that's the point, right? Like, they're getting to a point where they're showing how he becomes this sort of real weaselly little snitchy kind of coward guy that we've got in Breaking Bad. So kind of where it's the final season, we're about to see that, but amazing here basically and um yeah jesse just completely losing it getting him to admit to uh doing it um Saul calls up walt to warn him and of course walt comes straight to the uh the car wash and he's trying to act all calm he's got a gun in the coke machine uh, does that make you just want to check random vending machines for guns all of a sudden now? Like, <laughs> I remember watching this thinking, like, oh, clearly he's going to, like, try and shoot Jesse, but it's going to freeze because we see this gun. It's, like, completely frozen, essentially. Um, and this episode ends with Jesse just completely losing it, pouring gasoline all over Walt's house. We've got gasoline can cam. That's a weird sentence. Um, just epic. Uh, and, and, of course, that's a cliffhanger. And I always forget this is a cliffhanger. I thought we see Walt coming over before the uh, end of this episode, but that's going to be the beginning of next episode. But uh, pre- as I said, like, at the beginning of this episode, I mean, fair bit of slow stuff in this episode, but fuck, it picks up out of nowhere. Like, holy crap, you're just like, wow. Like, you just, it accelerates just so quickly because this is full-on Jesse against Walt. Like, this is like building up over all these seasons and yeah from this point on these two are definitely not friends um not that they really have been for a little bit but uh yeah jesse just full-on losing it realizing that walt essentially tried to poison well did poison brock to get his way yeah i think it's it's one of those things of like you know going back again to that talking bad thing is that you know they've been asking people including aaron paul and one of them you know like what would be the the most shocking thing for, for jesse to find out you know would it be about you now that walt about the whole Jane dying, would it be, you know, um, Brock or would it be Mike? You know, like what are the things that would be most shocking? And so, and so here's one that we've, we've like, I think, you know, he's, he's basically decided that, that Walt did kill Mike, whether or not he has that information. And this is where he finds out about Brock, you know, puts all the pieces together and, and, you know, and so we see his reaction. It's, it's pretty massive. Um, yeah. I think, I think this is a really, really effective way of kind of just pushing jesse over the edge you know like it has been it kind of just it has been coming for a really really long time and now this is kind of the tipping off point of like there is no going back at this point in terms of the relationship with walt you know there's always been i think walt's always believed he could always get jesse back on side before now but this is going to be it you know that and it all comes back to the whole the whole thing about kids and, and Brock being that kind of real thing is that that's the line that you don't cross when it comes to Jesse. I mean, that was the case with Drew and and um, and um, Todd, and 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 obviously this is it for him too. Like he just this is something he can't abide by. And of course, the fact that Walt has done so much lying to him to kind of convince him of this. Now it'd be interesting to get your take because you know I think some of the the criticisms I've seen of this episode is that. Um, the way that Jesse finds out, it feels a little bit, I don't know, rushed or maybe not entirely clear of how he got this information. Like watching this time around, it, it feels pretty clear to me. Um, 
you know, and I think you get some really cool shots. You know, I like the shot of like, you know, he reaching down and looking through a cigarettes and you kind of get that 380 camera kind of a 360 camera kind of moving around him, um, which kind of gives you that, you know, which, which kind of, actually harks back to the shot we had of him and Andrew in the hospital, you know, kind of doing that 360 turn around them. Um, and so I, I, to me, I think it kind of just sells that he's putting the pieces together and these guys could have done flashbacks to kind of put that all together. And I, I actually like that they haven't, that they trust their audience at this point to have come with them enough that they don't need to do flashbacks to be, you know, he'll lifts the cigarette, he lifts the rice and cigarette, he lifts the joint here. You know, I, I think they trust the audience to be able to find this out. And, um, and, and, so yeah, I, I I really really enjoy it. Um, in terms of kind of like the the Saul stuff, I think you're totally right because this is, you know, like Saul is that kind of squirrely character who kind of is he's um, risk averse. I think is probably what we would call it. You know, like he's always looking for an option to kind of um, you know to get out of things, and he's and he's and that's what a, you know a kind of two bit lawyer is always going to do. But there's a real fear in his face here. You know, like and it's the first time we've ever really seen Saul being subjected to violence. Really, you know, like I think there's been a lot of threats. You know, we, we were introduced to him being kind of tied and gagged in the desert but you know i think i think that this is the first time we really see kind of violence really inflicted upon saul and it's, it's a different character and apparently this was kind of like the in the in the you know the, the trailer or the preview for the next episode of, of this scene of kind of jesse kind of you know over the top of saul with the gun and and um a lot of people you know when they heard the episode is called confessions they kind of figured out that this is where Jesse was going to find this information out. And yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's a great performance by everybody here. Um, I think the music's great too. It kind of keeps it really, really tense. So I think all the pieces of the puzzle here make this a really, really effective ending. And yeah, I, I again, like Breaking Bad, just doing these fantastic kind of camera angles and shots. And, you know, I, I love petrol can camera as well. It's um, one quick thing, actually, before I talk about one thing you said in there. I just read in the trivia that if you watch carefully, you can actually see Huel yep. pickpocket. And I'm just rewatching it now. You can. I've yeah. never noticed that before. Yeah. That's really cool. I remember watching this for the first time and I was confused. I, I like, it took me, like, how did he, like, huh? Like, how did he get that? So, like, I definitely can see the perspective of how people didn't get it. Um, but rewatching it this time. I see like what you're saying in the fact that, yeah, absolutely. I think it's clear as day. So maybe you do like, maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. But like, uh, I'm not saying the people also who didn't discover it first time dumb, but like, yeah. Cause you mentioned about the flashback. They could have easily done what they did at the end of well, the first half of this season. Right. Like with the whole flashback to who could that be? You know, yeah. uh, Willy Wonka, like Walt Whitman, you know, so uh, kind of, they could have easily done that, and it, you could see them doing it. They could easily like fit it in there because there's enough time for them to kind of do it without it really changing anything. But um, yeah, I'm just fascinated. I keep rewatching this scene of him like pickpocketing it out of him. It's actually like really cool, kind of seeing that he does. That's that's a cool little. I think this is, that they do. And, I, and I think maybe the 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 part of this that's interesting to note is that I think kind of this is one that rewards viewers who have binged watched or repeat viewers, you know, let you pick things up that, you know, first time round, I think, why would you even be looking at Huel in such close detail? But it's cool that it's there for yeah. a repeat viewing. You know, like I think that's what I quite like about it is that, yeah, it, it is just something for the fans to kind of see on a repeat viewing. It's a reason to come back and watch the show again. And 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 I always like that. I like when a when a show does that of like, hey, you know, we're going to kind of reward your your loyalty by showing you something that you know you probably didn't pick up first time. 
one thing that I was actually going to ask, we'll get some trivia stuff here. Um, and I was going to, and I'm, I'm confirming myself right here that, that when the, the van comes to pick up Jesse, I'm wondering if it really is the guy picking him up, uh, driving it. It actually is. It's the real, um, that it was Ed picking him up in that van. So, uh, I think that's kind of cool there. Um, other, I like this one here. By the end of this episode, everyone in Walt's immediate family, excluding Holly, I'm glad that they, <laughs> the baby wasn't capable of doing this, has now wished death upon him. Uh, we just need an extra scene of like, I can't, I can't die, daddy, die, or something like that. Um, that was a really bad baby impersonation, Ben. Um, going back to my point about the Gonna Romp and Stomp by Slim Rhodes, saying that uh, it's a connection to Romper Stomper being a, uh, a slang term for a skinhead. Of course, very, uh, one of Russell Crowe's first ever movies was uh, Romp. Have you seen Romper Stomper before, Nick? No, I haven't. Very famous Australian movie. Um, this is the last episode where Walt and Marie directly interact with each other. There you go. Uh, and this is also the last time that Jesse and Sol ever interact with each other. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, and the whole... So, it's actually, it's interesting, the Alaska moment when Jesse gets excited about going to Alaska... And can I just say that Alaska is a great state. I want to go back to Alaska. Um, I always thought that we heard that in Breaking Bad, but we hear that reference in El Camino. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that they obviously do that a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else interesting that I've missed there that you wanted to add or you got anything in your little books or anything or... Yeah, I mean, I think um, the the whole thing about that being the you know the the same car, the disappearer car. I mean, I think you know without spoiling too much, it is something that we're going to see in, in future episodes. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely by the time you watch the end of the show, you can definitely confirm that through your own viewing. Yeah, exactly. That is a uh, a valid point when it comes to rewatching things over again. And you know, there's there's a lot of music in this episode. I really feel that there wasn't as much music. I do like this theme at the end, like the score, when like Jesse is, um, which is called Gas Can Rage by Dave Porter. Uh, it is a kind of a really cool uh, theme there. Uh, all right, Nick, you're on a, what are you, is that a 20 streak, isn't it? So uh, are we going into, is your is your streak becoming a, an adult in America today at 21? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a great episode. Happy to 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 um, buy this one. I have really struggled with these kind of, um, you know, the last episode, this episode, and the one that follows it. To be honest, of kind of where to put these because they they're all very kind of um, consistent in terms of their quality. Um, but it's kind of like where do they kind of sit on my rankings? And I find that really really hard to do. Um, I've ended up putting this one at, and I don't want to. I'm just taking out the ones that I've uh, ranked that. Come up next i don't want to reveal how many i've got above it um but um i have got this in 15th at the moment which probably feels a bit high um and um to me i kind of started looking at the ones i had kind of in and around it and so i've kind of got it below just below bags in the river um but above hermanos and actually now i think about it i probably like hermanos more so i'm actually going to make it 16th um and just drop it down one um but you know the ones i've got underneath there are kind of buried live live free or die which are the you know an early one from from this season um and grilled which probably a bit controversial that i've got this above grilled i suppose um so maybe i think probably once we kind of get through this all i 
might have to do a bit of rejigging. And so got it at 15th at the moment. I think once we kind of have got them all out there and where I've got them, I'm, I might want to, this might be one that I drop down a little bit. So, um, I mean, it's not a huge spoiler to say that there's a few episodes that are going to sit above this by the time we finish as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, 15th 16th at the moment but i imagine it's probably going to drop to mid well you know early to mid 20s by the time we kind of add a few more in and i do a bit of rejigging i was quickly correct myself this is your 22nd in a row by the way just uh just uh, underselling you apparently um (laughs) it's a buy from me and this is the thing i was on a very long page of watching this guy and it's probably going to be a high rent uh but then like you know it kind of jumped up a lot with the end, and then I obviously thought, uh, you know, the two. T- I was actually say the Jesse bashing soul. I've put as a potential top five as well. Um, so yeah, but I, it bumped up there with me. But yeah, you've got it a lot higher than I do. Um, I've got this at thirty eighth, so I've got this a lot lower down the list. Um, I've got this just below four days out, and I'm just above open house. So again, it's just I mean, a couple of epic moments, but I just I feel like. For once, the slower stuff kind of does drag it down a bit for me more. So um, again, I like it. It's it's entertaining. It's it's interesting the fact that it's developing the story. But um, I mean, again, I sort of rank these and look at these as ways of I'm not going to probably put confessions on as just a random episode I'm going to watch of Breaking Bad. Um, and I think that kind of I also rank it on how distracted do I get when I watch an episode like this? And I got more distracted in an episode like this than I usually do with some other episodes. So yeah, that's why I've sort of ranked it a fair bit lower than you actually there. Um, the ringer has this at 24. So they've got it maybe around about where you're saying it could end up on your list mm. overall. So, wow. Man, yeah. maybe that's a bad sign when, when I'm in some patico <laughs> with the ringer, that's, that's probably a sign that I've done something wrong. Maybe who knows, uh, next week, rabid dog, uh, which uh, is not a good thing for Nick because he likes his dogs and hopefully they're never uh, rabid. But, um, yeah, it's basically Jesse and, and Walt against each other. We kind of get a, an interesting sort of payoff to what's going to happen with Jesse and uh, this whole gasoline situation. Walt basically is Mr. Pinocchio next week. We finally meet, uh, is it Dave, Marie's counsellor? Yes. Uh, the position that Nick wishes he was in, nice and close to his girlfriend. Um, Aaron Paul, great again next week. But uh, I'm just saying this right now. Um, I think it's even slower than this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be intrigued to talk about next week uh, a bit because, um, yeah, I was again on the fence very much so with how I was going to rate next week. So, uh, spoiler alert for that uh, for Rabid Dog. Your your thoughts on Rabid Dog? I think um, for me, I think the thing about season five is that you kind of can't, tear your eyes away from it um, which is interesting when you say you get distracted because it's like for me I just think well you know like everything is kind of building for me and maybe I'm getting caught up on this being the end of the show and um, but you know I'm, I, I really enjoy all these episodes and they're just all these kind of building blocks that get us to the end I would say that probably for me is that next week is the last kind of build up episode before oh, sure, we have yeah. kind of like four <laughs> episodes at the end that are all pay off so you know like if, if you if next week's not your favorite episode of all time um you won't have to wait long for more oh god stuff. Yeah. you know like it's it's just going to absolutely take off after this so it's worth it because i think it does set up some stuff that's you know that's going to pay off massively at the end of the show we're what three episodes away from the iconic episode of this series that essentially is one of the greatest episodes of television but i will say that we're kind of only one episode two episodes whatever how you want to count it 
is it Tohalogy? I can never pronounce it. Tohajali, yeah. Tohajali, which to me again, and we'll talk about that at this point next week, is just the underrated gem that uh, always gets overlooked because of Ozymandias. Like, uh, I mean, God, if you actually combine them and it was a two-hour episode of television, like, fucking hell, I'd probably win an Oscar. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's crazy to think we're that close to kind of these episodes, which are just uh, iconic episodes of this show. But uh, we've got to get there yet with Rabbit Dog next week. So uh, come for that one and uh, stay for that one. That would be nice. Uh, in the meantime, we've got other great episodes that are airing at the moment to listen to those. Remember to subscribe to us and the best way to stay up to date with everything and our other sister shows that are good, I think. I don't know. I'm on most of them. So if you if you like me, then you're going to have a fun time. If you hate me, then you really are not going to have a fun time. Nick will get you on Eurovision one time and you can tell us your favourite Swedish Eurovision song, which is an ABBA. Don't go ABBA straight away. Right. I mean, ABBA's good, but, you know, just... When is New Zealand going to be in Eurovision, Nick? You're waiting still. Australia's in, so uh, one day um, potentially. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot to add to the conversation, I, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 all right. Uh, my name is Ben, and eat me. <laughs> my name's Nick, and um, don't tell me how to do my job. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>